bad girl. Bad girl, bad girl. A bad girl no madova, boy pick me. Real Bad Gal Tings. I'm your host, Nish Maroon, and welcome to Bad Gal Chat Podcast. Now, let's get into the show. So, today we have something new on the show. We have a makeup artist, the MLA, Deja. It's Deja or Deja? It's Deja. Deja? Okay, perfect. I had it right the first time. How are you, girl? I'm good. You know, it's nice outside. It's a good day. You know, we out can't here. complain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Before we get into the questions, the actual questions, we're going to play a little round of Convo and Chill. Convo and Chill is a card game, Black owned. It's 99 controversial question cards. Um, and you can purchase these cards on Amazon, Canada, US, and the UK. Um, and in order to get a deal on this deck, you are going to follow at Convention on Instagram and DM them bad gal for some money off. All right, let's see. Um, okay, this is interesting. Um, can you tell in the first few dates if you want to marry someone? Ooh, we're going in hot. Okay. Um, right? In the first few dates... I feel like I can tell if I want to have a future with someone, but I don't know specifically if that would be considered marriage because marriage is like, to me, like the ultimate commitment, like forever, you know, like we are together forever. 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 Yeah. So like it's 50, 50. I think that the first few dates can tell you if you want to be with someone long-term and that's what I'm going to say. Fair enough. I see that. I see that. I, I think I, I think I agree. Um, I don't think I've ever had a moment where I'm like, oh, this is the person I want to marry within yeah. the first few dates. Because you just never know. People are unpredictable, especially men. <laughs> um, so you could be getting someone first date or first mm-hmm. couple of dates. And then once you actually date that person, they're a completely different person. Exactly. So I'm always very reluctant. But again, future. Like, I could see myself yeah. spending a few years with this person. Yeah, we'll see where you know. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so thank you for playing Convention with me. <laughs> um, okay, let me get into the question. First things first, what's dating like in Toronto for you? That, wow, heavy question again. Um, it's an experience. Mm. <laughs> because like, to each is their own, but you know, there's just like a different, There's like so many different men in Toronto, just like there's different men everywhere, but like specifically in Toronto, you know, we have a specific set of men at the forefront of things. Um, Dating is, it's always funny for me. I'll say that, like I always end up laughing because like me, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship. I'm very much single, but I did do the relationship thing like with different people for like a few years and like dating for me in Toronto, it's like, to know for me love but you mentioned like archetypes like different type of men in Toronto what are like the different type of men here? you know there's different so I believe everybody attracts different people you know right and when I say that I mean we, we attract different characters that's what I'll say um in Toronto you know a lot of waste man so I'm not gonna front like <laughs> you mm. know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of men with a lot of baggage a lot of baggage you know there's a lot of baby daddies out Ooh. here, Mm-mm. honey. And it's just, I don't know, it's a little bit of an epidemic, especially since this pandemic started. You know, there's, there's a lot of them more, I find, that I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I would say there's definitely, like, the artsy niggas. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, like, bankers. The scammers. Scammers, hoodmans. Rappers, producers, promoters, forexers. For, listen, the forexers in Toronto and New York, I feel like uh, that's a real epidemic. It's actually sick. Like, I'm not going to front. Like, more times I just, I don't even open my DMs anymore. I'm so thankful that things go to requests now because, like, the things that I've seen, it's like, I, wow. Forex, you, 
I feel like they're really aggressive too. Like they are, and they'll do whatever to to get their sale. Yeah, like it's very yeah. crazy. I don't know if they're they're telling niggas that you know if you if you sell if you get another person on board, I'll give you a Lamborghini. I don't know what promises they're making, but it's working. And the promises because... are lies too, because like you may as well just day trade yourself. Forex is like a whole scam. I said what I said. I don't. I've How done it. it. It's, it's a mess. It's a pyramid scheme. So the chances of you actually making money are slim to none. Like that's how LM, M, MLMs go. Mar- yeah. Multi-level marketing. Um, okay. Acronym queen. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Illuminati on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Not, not like, not like the secret society. It's like naughty mm-hmm. as in like, you're bad. Um, she does like, she does like these like analysis of like brands, like apparently the body shop at one point was an MLM um, oh, I it. corporate casket, like just, mm-hmm. you know, brands with like bad, dark past. So definitely check that out. I'll link that in the description, but okay. Here's like a question that just came up. Cause just Toronto things, people hustling, it's a lot of hustlers out here. Some for the good, some for the bad. Have you ever like been approached by someone just for their like like they kind of made it seem like they were interested, but it was really for like their business. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I get that right? a lot. <laughs> it's really annoying. There's a lot of there's an illness going all over. It's global. It's an illness of just clout. People really think clout is the ultimate form of currency out here. So a lot of people they're looking to not even have genuine relationships and build mm-hmm. with you off of that. Like there's a lot of like there's a massive lack of authenticity. So mm. a lot of people that have come around me and it's just like. I fuck with you. I like you. I love your energy. I love your vibes. And then it's like, I get to know you and you are completely different from what I thought. And on top of that, it's like, I realized you didn't actually like pursue me as a friend, whether it's platonic, romantic, whatever. Right. You did not pursue this with the the goodness of your heart. Like, I just want to know who you are. It's like, you actually wanted something out of this. Like I've been with, I've been around guys that So I'm a makeup artist, right? But before that, I was like modeling on and off and I've never like been signed or anything, but like I have a lot of friends in high places, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been approached by guys that because they've seen me be tagged in things or they've seen that like I've worked with somebody that they really fuck with. They'll be like, oh, like your makeup is sick. Like I really like what you do. Like, oh, we should should, should link, we should link, we should link. And then I meet up with you. And this is not for every person that like approaches me with that. Like obviously it's pick and choose, right? But there's some people that I've met and I'm like, oh, wow, you really don't even like there's no friendship here. There's like nothing here. You just want me to get you like a photo shoot or you want me to go mm-hmm. like link you with this man or this girl or you just want to be one step closer to this because you think that this will be an opportunity. It's it's there's a lot of scamming out here, but like emotionally, it's weird. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, when it gets into the emotional thing, like it's very strange to me. It's one thing if, you know, you're networking you're at an event mm-hmm. and you're like mm, mm-hmm. yeah let's work with but if you have the premise to work just have the premise just say that you want to work no instead yeah, of trying that. to right <laughs> instead of just weeding your way through and trying to trick, trick people because and manipulate me, people yeah it's like me personally i just believe like why be fake because the truth's gonna come out anyways why yep. why mm-hmm. lie because the truth's gonna come out anyways like toronto's a very small city and i think a lot of people don't realize especially if you're trying to be like in the arts the scene whatever it is that you're trying to be in like mm-hmm. industry shit like People will hear, people will find out, like people will know this is a very small small place. Like this is not like the, like the person you worked with yesterday, maybe working with the person you you, like dream about working with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's a lot of people that they think they got to get by that way in order to like climb everything. And I think like this whole life that we're living is like a big pyramid scheme. Because people, like, they sit there and think that they can, like, just climb their way through, like, the top. And I'm like, what is really the top at the end of the day? Like, what is really success? Like, you did all of that. Clout. And, like, not even money, what? just clout. Yeah, just clout. Like, you're not even, like, that's <laughs> another thing, too. Again, people think clout is currency. And I'm like, okay, you can have, like, 50,000 followers and you don't know where you're sleeping tonight. So I was just going to say. <laughs> you know? You're sleeping in a roach-infested apartment. No shade to people who sleep in a roach-infested apartment. No, but... there's no, no shade to them. No shade to them. Yeah, because Toronto that. housing is another. It's, it's, it's a hot mess. Same on hot them. mess out here. You know? <laughs> exactly. But, but there's a lot of people that it's like, man, you get paid to cap? Like, hmm. for real, you, do you get paid to cap? I just want to know now. Like, speak. Posing in front of cars that aren't theirs. <laughs> Listen, man, couldn't be me because the fear, first of all. <laughs> Someone's going to pull just... up and be like, get the fuck off my car. That's embarrassing. Like, and sometimes I sit down and I'm like, did you, like, you're okay with that? 
I don't know. Like people really live by the fake it till you make it shit, and I don't get it. it it's embarrassing. Like I said, I don't get it. it. If you're gonna see my broken down apartment, you're gonna see my broken down apartment. Like it is. If it I'm is. down bad, I'm down bad. Like let's Period. be honest. And that's that. <laughs> yeah. What about like, like? Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say like about that. You know, I was thinking about this, like, as we were talking about, like, the different types of Toronto men. Once upon a time, I had a crush on this guy, um, and it was annoying because his cousin liked me, but he didn't like me. And I was, like, so far, you know, those times where you're, like, oh, like one step away. I want you, not you. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like, that happened in person. He wasn't really feeling me. Then years later, I found him on Tinder, and we matched, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, oh, my God, finally. Mm-hmm. and he I didn't really notice at the time but like his profile was kind of like promotional he's a rapper I'm gonna say that I'll say that he's a rapper um I'll be there yeah, yeah and um I I was like I think I had like messaged him on tinder and I never got a response and then I was thinking I'm like hmm, this is really really weird like may, some people just don't deactivate their account on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but no, he was never feeling me. And I don't think a couple of years is going to make a difference. I mm-hmm. think he was just using Tinder as his promotional like app. Yeah, no, there's you know? people like that too. Like, yeah. And I see it all the time. Like me, I stopped with the dating apps. Like I did that for a phase of my life. And I was like, honestly, I'm in the trenches. I'm in the <laughs> trenches. Like, what is this? This is a battlefield right now. Because right. what I'm seeing is I can't keep up. I can't, mm. I can't do it. I tried it, been there, done that. And like, there's a lot of people that like, they do club shit. They like, they rap, they, they're artists or visual artists, stylist, designer, whatever you are, like in the industry, you do that. And like, they're actually using like every physical social platform possible. Even if it's yep. not directed towards socializing like that, they're using it for like, exactly. I am a rapper, follow me. Yep. And I'm like, this is an, this is like a disease. Exactly. Because I'm like, this is not even the platform for that. You know, yeah, like, what if I was trying to find my next husband? Like, what if I was really seriously intent on that? And you just died. Yeah. It was never that like, serious, but you know. <laughs> no, but still, you know, sometimes I question it and I'm like, I don't know. It's just too much. But yeah, no, dating in Toronto is like, honestly, it's a hot mess. Like, I don't know. Some people, they're living their very best life and God bless them. Like, I hope you guys are happy and thriving, like, together forever. <laughs> like, you know, but um, right for the rest of us. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, you know, on, on the dating apps, like going back to that, I, I, I prefer to meet people organically, but sometimes it's tough. Yeah. It is. And it's like, for me, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, I'm a social person, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm extroverted but introverted. Yes, like, I don't I'm know. I'm an ambivert. Ambivert. I'm an ambivert. That's the word. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I'm someone I can hold a conversation for thirty days and thirty nights, honey. I could talk my ass off, mm-hmm. but I don't like to talk to everybody. I don't yes. like always being around a big group of people. I don't like having to interact with multiple people at a time. Like I'm someone like if you bring in three people around me, like best believe three is like the highest number for me. Like I can't right. breathe. Three's coming. Unless I'm like on, <laughs> unless like, you know, like unless I'm yeah. like on a set or like doing business and it's like right. acquaintance type interactions. Right. Like I don't have the capacity to always like interact with people, mm-hmm. especially since this pandemic started. I don't know. Like I've done a lot of like self-reflection, like a lot of people have. And I've just realized like, I'm not as social as I think I am. Like, And for me, like similar to you, I, I'm pretty fairly extroverted, but I have a social battery. Like yeah. at a certain point, I'm like, this was great, <laughs> but I need to be alone. <laughs> I yes. need to take a bath. Mm-hmm. I need to smoke a day. I need to watch some TV and just <laughs> yes. talk to no one, you know? So I hear you on that. Um, but I don't know. I, in terms of dating apps, Hinge is that girl. I used to shit on all these dating apps. Let me tell you something about Hinge. It's a chocolate wonderland. Period. Because I love that little race preference. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The other apps aren't doing it. Cause you know what? Hinge said what it said. I like the fact that I could click and say black man. Yep. Because when I was on, yeah. Cause when I was on these other dating apps, what did I do? I did, I did Baju. I did um I did tend to for a little bit when I was like in co- like my first year of college yeah. but like 
Tinder was the trenches to me because it's like everyone that's being thrown at me is like you literally just want to have sex like now you must have because sex now. App, you know, it's less yeah. And I was like, app. okay, like that's and not, there's a I lot mean, of. I feel like Tinder has like an algorithm where they push yeah. out like white boys mostly. Yes, these white men with yeah. the fishes. Yeah, and yeah the I was just like, babe, camouflage, the camping camouflage. Like, yeah, I'm like, like rainbows and shit. I can't. They'd hurt me. Okay, like yeah, if you read between the lines. Mm-mm. It's just not for me. And it's like, for me, it's also like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but the <laughs> audacity, the mm. audacity of all of these white men, because what made you even think like, I don't know, like, d- what made you think? Hey, like, I don't know. Maybe it's a caveman thing where like, oh, I can prepare a fish dinner for us. I can hunt and gather and you could I don't know but you know what I find weird let's talk about this do you find that on dating apps particularly men of color I'm gonna leave white men out of this narrative because we've already hated on them onto the next mm-hmm. <laughs> they always post out of like all of the string of let's say they have five pictures at least one or two of them is gonna be them surrounded by a group of women but more particularly white women and I'm always like, why? Like, what is the advertising with? I have white women who are friends, or I have white women that are attracted to me. What is the psychology behind that? Like, wh- why it's would not, that make me want you? Any you know, woman. it's not just that. It's not just on dating apps. I find I've realized because I had this conversation the other day with one of my American friends, and I was saying like the way non-black men and black men collectively like advertise white women it's it's a superiority thing like you mm. actually look at them as like sprinkles on top like yes like i got white women that my medal like my achievement this is my badge of honor and it's like <laughs> right. it's it's always me i tell everyone when you're when you guys are ready to be like honest with yourselves everything is about race sorry not sorry yep. everything <laughs> is about race exactly you can miss me with this peace and kumbaya love we can all be united just shut the fuck up like be honest first like it's an issue you all deem anything in proximity to whiteness as superior you deem Mm -hmm. it as like i'm ahead i'm on top and when i see that i always distance myself from those types of people you can smell it out especially if you're a black woman especially Mm -hmm. if you're in tune with your blackness Hmm. you're gonna see it and be like no you don't even have to do like the deep-rooted thinking you just no and, and you know what? Like, that happens so much downtown. There's always this running joke about downtown because I'm a downtown gal mm-hmm. that, like, you know, all of the Black men are dating, like, non-Black women. And I will say this, right? Going back to, like, pictures with white women. Like, if you're interested in white women, that's fine and dandy. That's cool. My thing is that, like, why is it that you're putting photos of you with the white women? Is it, like... I'm interested in white women without saying it in, in your description or is it's it? It's internalized. I, I don't know what it is. Cause if you're interested in white women, that's cool. But I feel like there's other ways you can convey that. <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing as when I, girl, I've had this conversation a million and 50 times for years with people. And I'm like, listen, I don't believe in the term preference at the end of the day. There's some motherfuckers that get it. Just be quiet and go date who you date. Stop, stop, stop talking. Because if you, if you're a black woman, a black man, or mm. person of color you don't date people within your race you don't date people outside of other races but you will date a white person here's my thing shut up and go do that go do that but you don't have it always comes with something like with like, mm-hmm. i've had this conversation with other people and i'm like with mm-hmm. black man as a whole it's like if you have this conversation with a room of black men especially black men in toronto i can't speak for the rest of the world but in this city mm-hmm. they'll sit there and be like oh you're being a hater or they're gonna take they're gonna right. misconstrue it as oh right. you're jealous you're insecure no, I definitely am not any of those things because that takes time out of my day. I don't have that type of time, <laughs> but right. it's it's very weird. It's very odd that you all think that when you do things that are closer in proximity to whiteness or when you have those people around you, that it gives you the right to say certain things. Like, for example, tell your homie, I don't notice you only date white girls. They'll be like, oh, yeah, but it's because black women do this. They do too much of that or they're like this. But they say that or they're too stressful. They're too... Why did it have to come with that? Because that's not what I asked. It's true. And so another saying, thing is just like, why not an Indian woman? Why not an indigenous woman? I don't know. Like, why is it always like, you know, why is I, it just like and there's a, and there's a, again, everything is a pyramid scheme on this planet. So it's like, you know, at the top, they have right. like their white women. And then I believe like in the middle of this pyramid section, too, is all like 
just anything that's racially ambiguous and mm, mixed mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you know just trickle down to the bottom that's where the black girls are that's mm. where we are and and i mean <laughs> i i've heard this conversation so many times and mm-hmm. um like online because i feel like us as a black community we talk about this a lot and this one uh, black man had said that he was saying how he used to date like primarily white women and mm-hmm. you know now he's like dated a whole range of women and he's much Mm -hmm. more open but he recognized that it was a lot of like media brainwashing yes a lot of the shows that he would watch as a kid like the black man would have like you know either a white woman uh a a lighter wife like lighter skin toned black woman or a white wife Mm -hmm. so he was saying that like even before i knew what a relationship meant i knew that i had to be with a white woman and yeah, there's a structure. Be, you know what I mean? So I think I don't want to like solely rest it on the shoulders of like all black men, but I think they need to deconstruct mm-hmm. like where I think their a lot of us do. From. Because I was about to I, say that too. <laughs> Speak on. I it. had this conversation on Twitter. Twitter is my favorite place on earth because I feel Same. like you can learn <laughs> I'm so, so much. messy and toxic on there. I'm also <laughs> I'm I'm also here to learn. I learned a lot on Twitter. It's it's given me Twitter, I feel like because of how quick and instant it is and how quickly we can share it and see things. I think it's given a lot of people access to information that helps you become better as a person in regards to how you approach things. Like mm-hmm. Twitter, because there's so many queer and gay people on that platform, I have yes. learned so much about yes. like the queer community that I wouldn't have known in my own city because I never got the opportunity to really interact with that community at a certain point, right? And like me learning about pronouns, learning about just like the the way they've been marginalized and the things that that community goes through, it's like it puts an even greater light onto the importance of why they do what they do and say what they Mm -hmm. say and stand for what they Mm -hmm. stand for you know when I talk about even black issues I've learned so much about like things that black women and black men go through and I think a lot of people are so afraid to like be honest we're not all that smart we are not all educated on these things all of us we've all contributed to anti-blackness every single person on this planet and once you're ready to talk about it and deconstruct it you can actually like identify with yourself like whoa that's fucked up like I was on Twitter like maybe two months ago and I, I made a tweet that went viral and it was it's it was very con you know every now and then I do a little viral tweet and it's not because I want Work. to it's because people <laughs> just react and it's not even like I want it it's not fun going viral people will violate people you, just people unanimously crazy. agree oh my god and because I've been on that app long enough I feel like there's just some things that can't hurt me you know but I made a tweet where I was just like I don't know if it's just me but like I've noticed there's like a lot of lighter men that are always approaching me romantically, platonically, friendship wise. It's very fucking weird to me. And I'm going to I'm going to talk about it. Why? Like, why is that? Why do I have I had more interactions with lighter men than darker men? Knowing in my heart, I like dark skinned men. Hmm. What's what is going on? And I talked about it to a lot of my girlfriends for like the for for a while, because I was like one of my girls, we were out at brunch and she was just like we were on a patio and this guy this light-skinned guy is very attractive. This light-skinned guy, he walked by with his friends and he was like, he hit on me immediately and got my number, right? And then after him and his crew left, my girl's like, you really like light-skinned guys, don't you? And I was like, um, whoa. I didn't say that. <laughs> I do not, I don't do that. I'm not like, I'm not the type of person, like if I see a black guy, light-skinned preference, brown skin preference. Right, no, right. Like I don't do that. Me, especially because I talk about colorism a lot. I'm just Mm. like, no, that's not, that's not my, that's not my spiel. And I was telling her, it's so weird for me because I think all black men are attractive, truthfully. Like I will date a black man from any like minority. Like I've literally, Mm -hmm. I've been around the block. I've had my fun. Like I have been with guys that are African. And when I say African, I mean like Congolese like me. I've been with guys who are Somalian. I've been with guys who are Eritrean, Ethiopian. I've been around Black guys from the UK. I've been with Black guys who are, like, from Paris. I've been with Black guys from the States. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. But I've noticed in that ball of men that I've dealt with, it's like there's a lot of lighter men that always want to approach me. Hmm. Why is that? And I remember I put it on Twitter. Who told me to do that? Because when I woke up from my nap, <laughs> it's always after you fire. wake up from a nap or wake yeah, up. I was from like, sleep. oh no. I was like, here we go. And you know, at first I was like, I just know that it's gonna be a bunch of black men that are gonna go crazy on me. Cause you know how it goes on Twitter. Like a black woman says anything, whether it's holding but our we're community bitter. accountable. I'm bitter, I'm angry, I'm insecure. 
Um, I don't love myself. I, I've got a lot of self-hating ones, too. And but it was so funny. Nothing in that like statement says that I hate And you know what's crazy? Like, I noticed the people who are approaching I'm me. literally talking about my experience. And I was literally told that I'm spewing a narrative. And I'm like, okay, no. But I'm glad I put it out there because when I woke up, a lot of black, dark-skinned women were interacting with this tweet. Right. And they're like, dog, me too. And I don't get it. And right. then took another nap thinking that maybe y'all can argue with yourselves <laughs> if I turn off my mentions. <laughs> Go on TikTok. Why is there like, yeah, there's a black no! woman who stays talking about black <laughs> issues. She, she's talked about it. And I have her on my TikTok. I don't remember what her name was, but like she was like, this tweet is correct. Mm. And she's dark skinned too. She has right. her afro out and everything. She's talking about this. And I've, I've seen her, her content before. Like she straight dissects everything and tells you why right. it is the way it is. Right, right. And she was like, she was like, it's really funny how you guys proved her exact point. She literally said something from her own experience. And then there go a bunch of dark skinned black men attacking hmm. her. And they're telling you it was funny because I did read some. I do read my mentions. I read my quote tweets. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. It makes mm-hmm. me laugh. <laughs> and like, I was thinking I was going to get ratioed, you know, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to go crazy on me. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to take it down. But no, no, no. I was getting a lot of, oh, you're not even that pretty. You're so fucking ugly. Like, that's why. It's probably your energies. But I'm um, okay. So, first of all, I know you guys hate to hear it, but I am a very confident black woman. Calling me ugly is a very, that's, that's a lie. Anywhere. Why would you I lie? Just, God doesn't like liars. Yeah, I don't get that one. And it's also like, why would you think that this is about the way I look? Because that's the thing. People think that when you talk about colorism, it's all strictly rooted in like this, like this subsurface, like, conversation of of like the way you look or the Mm -hmm. way it makes you look or it's just Mm -hmm. strictly about looks like colorism is deeper than somebody's like I said this online I was like colorism is 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 deeper than like the the politics of dating like it's not just about like relationships and all of that like colorism is a system and an Mm -hmm. ideology where people genuinely believe that there's more value in doing things that are closer in proximity to whiteness than actually being black it's mm-hmm. the idea that if somebody is closer to that proximity that they should be treated better they should have more access to things and that's a problem right and i've said already fuck the dating shit like y'all y'all want to be <laughs> listen you want to date people outside of your race you do that you want to mm-hmm. date people within your race you do that be mm-hmm. who you want to be whatever barbie said but honey right like, <laughs> what we're not about to do what we are not about to do is sit here and act like colorism is just strictly about dating and relationships and the black community's yeah. conversation of is black love alive like no it's about it's deeper family than that. It's, it's about, about access to resources exactly it's even about religion it's about religion. It's about the <laughs> ideology that we have to keep breaking down blackness in order to be great. And it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you guys think colorism is about dating? No, babe. I'm talking about the fact that when a dark skinned black woman goes to the hospital and she's complaining about fucking chest hmm. pains and back You're pains. You're strong. And you can handle it. You can handle it. It's the idea that nurses are literally taught in their system to treat black men and women as if they can take more pain, they can take more pressure, they can take more heat. Whereas somebody who is lighter more proximity to whiteness maybe given more grace more kindness more compassion and that does come with access because that kindness you're giving them gives them access to things like the time they need to heal access to having better medication that's life quality of life that's that's life changing so for you to sit here and tell me that colorism is about just dating like babes you're so far gone no far from that and i know like Um, a lot of majority black countries like like our own (laughs) Mm -hmm. literally you being light-skinned is predicated on you getting a higher paying job like in jamaica i don't know if it's still like this but it's been like this or it had been like this in the past if you want to be a bank teller you better be light-skinned I've heard this before mm-hmm. and I've heard this in other African countries and cities too. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in Europe. Like I have a lot of family in Europe and a lot of mm-hmm. like I see when I go on Facebook and I see the things that they like and the things that they share, even the way we take pictures, like the way mm-hmm. black African women are like blurring their skin out and trying to like mm. put filter over filter to make themselves look a certain way. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is bleaching an effect of lotions, colorism. Bleaching pills. 
and like, pills. Like that had me fucked up. I'm like, girl, no. Like, where? Like that's scary. Not scary hours. <laughs> scary yeah, hours. I'm, yeah. I'm like, it's like that part of the internet that I didn't want to get on. I'm like, like the dark web, truly. Yes. I'm like, I saw bleaching oh. creams for kids, and I'm like, that's a wrap. That's yep, a wrap. Yep, I'm, <laughs> I'm gone. I'm going over there. Like it's right. enough. But I wanted and, to. Sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Finish your statement. Girl, I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm just bouncing off what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. That works. (laughs) I wanted to touch back on what you said about light-skinned men approaching you more. Mm Because, you know, as a dark-skinned woman, I don't actually experience that. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. get lighter-skinned men approaching me. And I'm Mm -hmm. no shade, but I I prefer men who are my complexion are darker. Like, I'm not really as attracted to lighter men. Why do you feel like you, you know, attract... Uh, lighter skinned men like what is the psychology behind that I've so heard I it this conversation and I always say light skinned men love dark skinned women but like what is that okay so we dissected so I gotta bring this out because she needs to be here girl light it up light it up <laughs> okay I had this conversation in 2014 or 15 with one of my black friends like our an old black friend of mine and like we were talking about this because she too thought that I had a thing for lighter men because when we would go out we would go out to like clubs downtown or parties in the east parties in the west and like she would always notice like you know when your girl leaves you to go to the bathroom or goes to talk to her friends or like link Mm -hmm. up with whoever she wants to link up with and then she turns her back and then you're talking to someone she would always notice it would be like a lighter guy and she spoke to me about it because she thought like I had like an internalized issue and I was like oh no honey I know exactly why because it's like a trophy thing I'm going to be super honest. I don't put myself on a pedestal and I do not believe that I'm like superior to anybody. Okay. I've never said that about it myself or like put myself in that light, but I've had this conversation online and with people. And I'm like, there's a specific set of dark skin girls at the forefront that you guys love off the ones that you fetishize mm-hmm. the most, the dark skin girls that are in proximity to whiteness in the sense that when they do their makeup, it looks a certain way when they dress, it's mm-hmm. a certain way. Like I learned recently that fat phobia is a form of anti-blackness. Right. And yes. I'm like, okay. Yes. And that's why it's really funny when you guys are constantly promoting thinner black women, skinnier black women, black women that only have a specific set of curves, a specific set of like access, like, like features. Right. And featureism again, that's like another issue too. Right. And I realized like, not to say that I contribute to it, but I'm a part of like the community that doesn't, I'm a part of the community that receives a certain level of treatment because I look a certain way or I carry mm-hmm. myself a certain way. Like I've been mm-hmm. around a lot of black guys who are like, oh, you know, you're really pretty for a dark skin girl. Like that to me is ridiculous. I don't accept that type of behavior, that commentary. I'll cut you off immediately. But I've, I feel like a lot of the reason why I experienced that is because like I attract a specific demographic of people that that don't see themselves as being problematic to the black community, but you're still upholding like ideologies that are technically rooted in white supremacy. Like the last guy I was dating, right? He was lighter. And me personally, I was at a point where I'm like, (laughs) what did New York say? Not you. (laughs) You know, I was like, fuck. And, you know, he was super charming and that's kind of why we ended up dating. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, when I, you know, when you date someone, especially when you're a black woman and you're darker, Mm -hmm. I feel like with age, you become more in tune to certain things. There's some things that I really hate that men will say around me, like specifically lighter men. They'll be like Mm -hmm. my like dark skin, chocolate queen. Nubian. Let me tell you something. You guys say that the white boys and the non-blacks do it, but light skin black men do it too. Mm -mm. And when everybody wants to talk about it, I'll be here. But honey, it's weird. Like he would say certain things to me and it wasn't super, super frequently. But like but every once in a while, every once in a while. And I will be like, and are these light skinned men that are biracial or just men? That and that's another like, thing. OK, I believe in the rule of threes. I think everything in life is like a rule of threes. So you got three types of black people. You got black people with two <laughs> visibly black parents. You got black people with one white parent. And then you got black people that are racially ambiguous and watered down. And mm. you don't want to say it, but that's what it is. He his mom is darker than me. So she's dark skin. And mm-hmm. then his dad is like mulatto. So okay. his dad is like one fourth black. And mm-hmm. I think he's black, white, and like Indian, like West Indian. Okay. Okay. So I was like, okay. But he grew up predominantly all of his, his he's the only light skin person in his family. Right. Right. And for me, I was like, okay, so he'll probably be in tune with this blackness. I assumed right. prior to us dating, like he knows who he is. And what kind of made me say, oh my gosh, like, 
know is that just the language. There's a lot of language that people use with a specific set of dark skin girls that meet their like their preference, their preference that again is rooted in whiteness. So it's like, for example, like I've been with guys that like when they compliment me, they feel like they have to shit on another girl. Right. Mm. And that's a free, that's the frequency <laughs> of, that's actually the frequency of the majority of the men that like interact with me. And it's not like I choose men that like, you know, I believe we all have been through shitty things. We've all had bad taste before, but I stopped believing that it was just me because I don't tolerate it. I'm very vocal about what I do and don't like. Right. So for example, like a guy would be like, Oh, you're a beautiful dark skin girl. Like we see like dark skin girls like that. And I would be like, um, no, what's what's wrong with her? What's wrong with the next girl? Like, what the, right. what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm someone I don't believe that you have to shit on somebody else in order to put somebody up. You know what I but mean? But I think I think the reason why that happens a lot is because as women, there's this expectation societally that mm-hmm. we are always in competition for mates more like men are in competition as well but it's more over material things like i'm going to make more money than him or I have a nicer car than him but with women it's just like our competition is coming from the fact of of whether or not we're attractive to men um i guess in the heterosexual sense um, yeah that and the fact that men treat things as like a trophy like they compete that too. they're competing with white men let's it's be just straight. like that's your competition men, you guys have trying to be like white other men. women and then you know I take I'm then comp, you know in competition with you other know? men about my trophy wife. It's true, and I think another aspect of this as well is, um, uh, if I can remember what I was gonna say, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that that happens to me as well. It's just like, oh, you're not like other girls, and I'm like, I'm yeah. Not. And the, the compare and contrast for <laughs> me again, which is why I say like I feel like a lot of lighter guys think that it's like. They've dated a specific demographic of darker women mm, and mm-hmm. they believe that if I categorize them all as this, I've had enough, been there, done that. I want something new. And that's how a lot of these men have made me feel. And that's the way like a lot of conversations have gone. Like I've realized it's like, okay, so I've been with guys who have kids, been there, done that, never again. Like, or I can't, like, <laughs> sorry. Like, and I've noticed like when they do date darker women, they'll be like, oh yeah, my last girlfriend, like she had kids too. Or my last girlfriend, she was going through this. Like a lot of the things that people make issues of, or it's like, they don't realize these are issues that systemically we're going through. It's not mm-hmm. like somebody personally just said, I want to suffer like this. I want to live like this. I want mm-hmm. to react like this. I want to behave like this. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of black men that like, they'll dog, black, they'll dog out black women in front of me. And they'll be like, yeah, like she was too right. much of this. And then they'll use certain language that they hear in the white media. And then they'll be like, that's how they're going to categorize these women. And then it always makes me think back to this is why you like me, because you think that I'm far from it. So, for example, like I grew up in Toronto, but I never really like to tell people where I'm from only because I don't like the attachments. I don't like the idea that because I grew up in one area or one place that I'm going to be a certain way, because let's be honest, that's anti-Black. That's racist. That's problematic. That's that stems into a bunch of microaggressions. And it's just ridiculous. And I know in in Canada, in particular, with Toronto, like the what neighborhood you rep, the image of it or the connotation of like where you're from. Media publications have like painted these neighborhoods. Like if you say you're from Rex, people think of you know, news articles and, and things that they've said on TV. Honey, yes. And that's what I'm saying. You know, so it it definitely comes from like the, the lens of what white of the media. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also said before, like I, I tell people like, yo, like open your mind. Like I'm trying to constantly every day, just unlearn unlearn what I've been programmed to think because a lot of it is rooted in anti-blackness and oppression and we don't know it even simple conversations that we have that we think are harmless they're rooted in oppressing us and furthering Uh our like being oppressed you know so again with this thing with preference and dating and stuff my preference is to date black men like I've said it from day one like I have always loved black men particularly (laughs) yeah and I grew up in a white neighborhood like my parents like they struggled they did the welly thing and then they ended up living very nicely with the jobs they had like I grew Mm -hmm. up in a nice neighborhood in Toronto but mm-hmm. I went to school with a lot of white kids and because right. of that Same. you know it's a, to me again rule of threes you know you're black you kind of know you're black you don't know you're black mm-hmm. and I always knew I was black I always knew I was like interested in black men I've always been indulged in black culture but you know right. when you are in a white community everyone's like huh what ostracize mm-hmm. pick like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and for me 
I grew up being told that like I wasn't cute and I wasn't attractive. Same didn't here. believe it though. I didn't, didn't know until I came though. to Toronto. No, I believed didn't it. believe it. I was lost in the Kool-Aid. I'll tell you that. You want to know why I didn't <laughs> believe it? Because the thing about me, again, my mom used to educate me on racism when I would come home from school if I ever complained Good. about shit. So right. my mom never, my mom never pussyfooted around any of these issues. She'll be like, yeah, white kids are going to bully you. They're going to talk about your hair. They're going to make fun of the gap in your teeth. They're right. going to tell you to go back to Africa. They're going to click your tongue. They're going to be right. la- non-black kids, whether they're, whether, whether Asian, they're Latin, brown, brown Asian, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. They're going to contribute to it. They're going to pick at you. And in a few years, they're going to be buddy-buddy with you, smiling mm-hmm. your face, do the key, key, key thing. And I was like, I used to be like, nah, what she taught you? She was, yeah, she taught the truth. Especially and, now, when you grow up as an adult, now that blackness mm-hmm. is popping, everybody wants Everyone's to be like, black. yeah, black is beautiful. I love the way it photographs your skin. Like, I yeah. have this joke that that whenever non-black women, you know, or non-black people in general, because it's not only the women, but I'll use women for this particular example. When non-black women date black men, all of a sudden they dress like Aaliyah. All of a sudden. All of a sudden she part of a Tommy. One in a million. Exactly. I look at all the girls and me personally, I call it like I see it. People will be like, right. dude, you're being blunt. No, I'm being honest. My honesty yeah. is a form of boundaries too because I used to mm-hmm. I used to pussyfoot around a lot of these issues so I wouldn't hurt nobody else. I'm not walking on eggshells for no non-black person. Kiss my fucking ass. You're doing something <laughs> problematic. I'm going to say what the fuck it is. If you yeah. don't like it, Google is free. Reading is free. It's not my black job, my per- my job as a black woman to educate you, to better you. I'm not your stepping stone for character development. Read a book. Watch exactly. a movie. Exactly. And like I said, you know what? It's even the men. Non-black men will get with a black woman and think that they're Eminem Honey. from Eight Mile. Not even that. They'll sit there. They, listen, I was just talking to him. I have one white friend left, okay? And yes, I said one <laughs> white friend left because y'all, y'all motherfuckers is crazy, okay? But, uh, I got one white friend left and we be talking about this shit. And like, she's very like, she educates herself without me having to tell her shit because she, as a person, she's like, I have to not only unlearn this, I have to make sure I am at the forefront of this, making sure people are safe and protected. And I'm not giving anyone the access to be problematic. Mm -hmm. She calls it like it is. And that's really why I fuck with her. And she doesn't do it as an accessory because you know activism is an accessory for a lot of these right. people it's a, it's a right. new it's a new character trait right. black square black right. square blm performative in the bio performative activism yes ma'am like she's not with it but we just had this conversation and we were talking about just just anti-blackness is just as a whole right the way people contribute to it and then Mm -hmm. the way they also want to love off black culture it's so funny with Mm -hmm. dating me personally and i see not if i see a non-black man with a non with if i see a non-black woman with a black man i always think two things either she's actually really cool yeah fully she's she's socially aware i'm dating a black man and i don't have to act like this right and then you have i can still be myself they want to be on there. They're trying to, they, they want to be on their AAVE. You know, they want to start using, what's tea? What's popping? Ah, mm. girl, ah, ah, the mannerisms, you know, they want to be on their appropriation. Like, I don't know. I don't, I love your culture. Like they want to do the, what were we talking about? Me and her were talking about specifically how when white, when white women, non-black women are around their black boyfriend, you're, you're normal. When his black friends come around, female or male, now your accent just changes. What's going mm. on? What's going on, bad baby? It's it's weird. It's weird. And I just feel like if you have to change yourself to be with your partner, like outside of your race, then that must be uncomfortable. I remember a while ago, I was out um, at a restaurant and this black guy was with a white woman and you know, when he was talking to her, he was using like his, he was code switching. He was using his quote unquote white voice. When code he spoke switching to the, is different though. For black people, I look at it as a form of protection. But why would you have to protect yourself in your relationship? And that's when we have to start asking questions. Because, that's different. Right? Because the black, I think like a black bus boy or waiter came by and he was in his black scent. And I'm like, wait, why what? you do that? exactly you're more comfortable with a homie over here than your own girlfriend like that's why because again because you can't use your black son around your white partner what we were saying before that proximity to whiteness they like a lot of people feel like they gotta live to a certain standard like i was Mm -hmm. just having this conversation with another one of my 
this is a, a photographer, right? So this is the homie and she, she's white. And we love talking about the real housewives. Like that's our shit. We yeah. love that show. That's <laughs> my, I love it. Right. But Same. I said, one thing about me as a black woman, the minute I stop dealing with you black or not, I don't give a fuck. I don't play with the elitism. Mm. I don't believe in criminalizing people for being poor because it's a massive form of anti-blackness. Yes. It's a huge form of oppression. It's systemically the reason why a lot of us are fucked up and I'm not going to contribute to it, especially if I'm socially aware of it. Mm-hmm. So when I hear certain black women being like, well, I have this, babe, that's in proximity to whiteness. You want a cookie or a blue ribbon, mama? Because that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You sitting here thinking that because, listen, I love me some Potomac, but Wendy, you having four listen. degrees does not put you above nobody. <laughs> that means you sit here and you look down at these people who you think you're helping with the CNN, the platform you mm-hmm. have, and then you still come back to remind other Black women, let me humble you, I have four degrees. I feel like with all of these light-skinned women yes, who, and that, have, mm-hmm. who have profited, no, I want to. I don't want to say profited, but they have the Light-skinned access. bandits? <laughs> exactly, melanin bandits and light-skinned bandits. Um, I feel like they, they, because they are light skinned, they've been able to acquire husbands who are, you know, in the NFL or NBA or what have you, um, exactly are extremely like mega pastors, um, are entrepreneurs, like millionaires because of their light skinness. But Wendy, who was a dark skinned woman had had to go through she had you to know, get it out the mud for real. She exactly, went, she went, get her degree she went crazy in order to but get the her thing is, And the reason why I like Wendy personally, I think she's a great add on to the show, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're doing her dirty. Like the cameramen are made, they're creating this narrative yeah, that, that she's Wendy, aggressive. Wendy thinks that she's aggressive and more yes. superior to everybody. Yes. And that's why I was like, fuck that comment. It sticks with everyone now because nobody takes it as this woman worked but hard Mia, as hell to be here. Mia's just as aggressive. She is too, like, but she's you know, not being painted that way. She's just being you. painted as a little bit of a sprinkle of a problem. And that she's reactionary. But when you really yeah. look at it, it's not reactionary to anything. She she's unwarranted, very, like, just came for Wendy. You know, and it's like, the thing is, we don't ever get to see the truth about shit until someone leaves. Like, when Monique left, I was so pissed because I was mm. just like, here we go. These light-skinned girls been pressing this woman for months and she had to take it to hell. And that's unfortunate. I mean, for, for them, not for me, though. As if you were, it was amazing. That was the <laughs> right. greatest read I've ever seen in my life. You really came with the binder and said, just, just is Jamal coming? Um, it, for me, it's like, again, there's things that I'm not going to brag about because I know what it stems from. And you should always be able to oh, toot your I own would, and be I would proud. Not. I don't like, you to, know, I don't like to talk about you know, my educational background mm-hmm. around Black people because I know how that can be a tool Misconstrued. of like oppression yes. towards our own people. And yes. I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm on a pedestal, but you bet mm-hmm. your ass around non-Black people. I always bring it up. Oh, absolutely. Because you need to know <laughs> that you're not going to try none of that bullshit with me. No. You're not going to try to put me Sweetie, in your stereotyping box. Exactly. I'm smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Where did you go to school? And that's another thing too. (laughs) Stemming into when you asked me about lighter men, I've noticed all of them have made this comment and this pisses me off. But like, because I'm educated, they'll sit there and be like, oh, like you're so different from other black women. And it pisses me off because how dare you? Particularly dark skinned women. How dare you think that we're stupid? How dare you tell me that you think that the demographic of dark skinned black women are just loud, problematic, bothered irate and angry for no fucking reason but that's really wow i will say this though i feel like because i've been thinking about you know light-skinned men being heavily attracted to you and many other Mm -hmm. dark-skinned women Mm -hmm. um and i think that maybe it's a way for them to validate their darkness their blackness their blackness sorry their black it is now that i was thinking about it and patching it in yeah it's just like oh see i'm really black because look at my dark-skinned girlfriend (laughs) and the thing is it's like they'll they'll do that and then the language that they use around me or the other dark-skinned women they're around that fit a certain mold a certain image they look at it as like okay so for example i think this comparison is really annoying only because it's like dog like you think all black people look the same like i've had some like i'm tall and i'm thin and people will be like naomi campbell and i know it's like a compliment first of all i look nothing like her no. i love me some naomi no. that is mother we love gorgeous, her but baby no. but i look nothing like no. that woman i look nothing like that woman yeah. i look nothing like that woman <laughs> i can say that with my chest i yes, look nothing like don't. her okay uh-uh. and when that's the first thing you want to say because like that's the only dark skin model you're 
knowledgeable right. about. It's right. like, oh my God, do you think that it's like a trophy prize thing? Like, ew, that's oh, I'm not Naomi Campbell. Like, yeah, and I'm like, wow. that's weird. Then that's and it to me, it makes me uncomfortable because it makes me think like, so how do you perceive black women then? Like, what? So you'll see, like, okay, I was at a store with like this brown skin guy and like we were just talking it's been like four or five months ago we went to a grocery store i think we went to go get like some snacks or something we we're gonna go back to his place and just like eat okay and we we're waiting in line at like a walmart and there is a black woman in line she has her head wrap on she clearly has children waiting for her in the car because like i'm looking at her big car keys you can see those little pictures of kids on them and this guy made a comment and it turned me off so bad that i actually left but he was just like man like i just hate when black women look like that and it's like, you know, the thing that Monique did hmm. with this bonnet conversation. It's like, can you guys just let black women fucking exist? You know what it is? Me personally, I believe that, again, as you said before, a lot of us are just unlearning things. But yeah. you have to make a choice. <laughs> you got to make a choice once you realize that. Like me personally, the minute like I got always again, I told you once I was like, do I is there like am I one of those with preference? I was like, no, because I have dated darker men. I like darker men more, to be honest, in terms Mm -hmm. of physical attraction, if we're going to be honest. It's another conversation for another day. But, you know, it's like when you, again, unlearning things, it's Mm -hmm. like people are not self-aware. A lot of people think they know who they are. You don't. Right. You don't. And you don't want to. (laughs) These conversations, people want to suppress this. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like. I've had I've had conversations with like my black male friends and been like, dog, you actually only like date like non-black women. That's fucking weird. And he'll be like, dog, what? Like, bro, don't try to bring them race things about me. Like, you know, I want to do you know I fuck with everyone. Everyone's beautiful. I'm like, that's not what the fuck I said. That's not what because I said. You can find a black woman attractive, but like, why you're not pursuing them? That's the thing. What? Like, yeah, I, I know like, people who like. Oh yeah, this this black person's attractive. That black person's attractive, but it's like okay, but you're not pursuing them. So what is it? What's the tea? Well, again, this proximity to whiteness. There's an obsession. Like for example, mm-hmm. like okay, you see again. We were talking about forex. Let's talk about this WFAAB shit. Whatever the fuck it is, uh, Monet, Monet, Monat, the fucking hair shit. Oh yeah, the girls. The yes. girls are crazy. The pyramid scheme's delusional. Been there, done that. It's it's actually insanity. And if we we maybe might have to have another episode about how it's a whole scam and fraud. I said what right. I said. This it's is all really allegedly insanity. about everything we said about forex, um, whatever mm-hmm. WFAB people. That this is alleged. Don't sue me, but this is our opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> and then people they be doing a, it's a lot of this team bonding building pyramid thing mm. that the corporate world does and it's this idea that we're all like united and family and shit but there's like a system behind it and there's a right. face in front of it and there's a specific demographic within the community of those people that they're pushing at the forefront which right. makes it very weird right. but um again like i feel like with the with the question that you asked me about like a specific set of people wanting to like interact with with you or me or just black right. women yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of black, there's a lot of people that truthfully carry and um, carry anti-blackness within them for the simple fact that they treat black people like accessories like mm-hmm. i have a black friend yeah my black friend we're status symbol we are but yeah. we we but we don't have status in recognition <laughs> which is very weird it's a very you, very weird thing do you notice that in toronto all of the advertisements almost all of the advertisements especially for like the local companies they'll have a unconventionally attractive dark-skinned man and Mm -hmm. non-black people in that ad but never have you seen love island (laughs) you know what i'm saying like the little sprinkle of poc like it's it's literally like that but with they'll never have a dark-skinned woman and Mm -hmm. they'll never even think to have an unconventionally attract um attractive dark-skinned woman like if they would have a dark-skinned woman straight nose high cheekbones again very thin Mm -hmm. you know very eurocentric standards but they would never think to put say that dark-skinned man who's unconventionally attractive his twin say if he had a twin sister they wouldn't think to put her in an ad and i've never because we are we are an accessory to a lot of people i I feel like a lot of people don't realize this when i used to model i had to Mm -hmm. dissect this This is like two or three years ago when i actually like had to sit myself down and be like Stop letting people reach out to you and say, oh, I need a model because a lot of the time it's a lot of non-black people in my messages, DMs, emails, reaching out to me, saying they want to utilize me 
for this purpose because you want right. to portray yourself as a certain light. Same thing as the right. activism. It's performative. Right. You want to make yourself look a certain way. And it's not for the artistry, the authenticity of it, the love of it, the passion of it. You want to look like you're inclusive because inclusivity is an accessory now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at this shit like, oh yeah, like we got to be inclusive. We, we got to do, I, I had, okay, I just cut this guy off, but I had a homie. He's a designer, right? <laughs> Very talented, right? But he's talking about doing campaign work, doing promo work, like getting his shit like as a commercial, doing doing something to like push the next campaign for his next season of like clothing. And homie's talking about, yeah, like I really want like a lot of dark skin. And he's Filipino. And he's saying, I need like a lot of dark skin women, like maybe one with like an Afro, another one with braids. And I straight told him, I'm like, you are so fucking problematic. You are openly telling me that you think that black people are an accessory. So you can profit off of our blackness, which is the Mm -hmm. essence of your brand. Now that's what you want it to be rooted in. And by the way, you don't even plan on paying these models. So again, exploitation of black women. Uh Right. And then you're saying this because you know, it sells like, let's be straight. I think the truth is for me personally with the dating thing, as I said before, I meet a specific set of like, what is attractive and I'm not going to deny it. Mm-hmm. The pretty privilege I have, right. it. I'm not going right. to sit here and deny it. I've had these right. conversations with people. I'm not the bitch to victimize myself and be like, right. no, like I never want anyone. Bitch, shut up, shut the fuck up. You know, you're pretty and you know, you meet certain people's standards and you can get what you want from certain types of people, and, specific demographics. And sorry, I agree. I always feel like it's awkward to say I have pretty privilege, but it's true. I was having this conversation literally last night with another like pretty dark skin girl I was just like us as pretty dark skin girls like we get the pretty privilege but we also get this weird animosity and kind mm-hmm. of anger for being how we are because we don't meet mm-hmm. people's expectations of what they stereotypically think a dark skin woman should be like which is fucked mm-hmm. up because even like say the opposite whatever like the the dark skin woman that they don't feel like is worthy like mm-hmm. even within that like that colorism is like, insanity that dichotomy is insanity and like those dark-skinned women who are air quotes ratchet who are air quotes too fat who they're who we all want to be because they're, they're the, the ones who go viral who we they're say the ones that every single culture. day they give you what you want. You. They give you your entertainment. They give you something to, to, to latch on to, a character to be, because you have no character. The long nails Motherfuckers don't want to talk about it. You Thank go you. to the nail salon to get? They, not even just the nails. Be, like, you want to be the ratchet, dark-skinned girl. And that's you the thing. That. Me personally, that's I don't like that. being separate. I don't like to be separated from not women that are like that, because I'm mm-hmm. like, but I am that way. I was just about to say. <laughs> no, because so let's talk about it. No, no, you, huh? Like, oh, I remember I had that's me that's me I'm I had like, like today I maybe I'm talking to you this way but later tonight I'm gonna be that girl you hate <laughs> honey let me talk about it let's talk about it let's give them something to, <laughs> to talk, talk about, about. Hey, motherfuckers we'll want to talk about it okay because <laughs> you guys all want to sit here when I'm around a lot of like non-black men so they'll be like you're just different from other dark-skinned black women and I'm like what Cause honey, I like to click my nails too. If that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Click, 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 I'm allowed to. If you want to, I'm allowed to, I'm opinionated as fuck. And yes, you know what? My tone may come off as aggressive as you guys like to say, cause you're just intimidated by confrontation. That's what it is. Mm. Um, you're not going to sit here and try to make it seem like I'm above these women. I am not. They are the blueprint. When we talk, listen, I've talked to, to everybody mm-hmm. about this. When you guys belittle certain demographics in the black community, I want you to know that the backbone of everything. When Thank y'all you. belittle black gay men, black gay women, black <laughs> queer folk, black <laughs> trans women, Again, black trans men, they they're are, at the forefront of your they movements. They are pop culture. Like they are pop culture. All of the they are the culture. on TikTok are fat black women. Fat, and it's uh, crazy. Black queer people. But you know what? They're the most mistreated. And it's very odd mm-hmm. to me because how do you love off the things they do? Like, again, the, the vernacular, a black queer woman, a black queer, queer, gay, trans man, woman, whomever, they'll come up with a term or they'll use a terminology that they're frequently using in their circle, the community. The shit goes viral. They make no money. When I look at mm-hmm. Peaches Monroe, who said on fleek the fuck, I sit there and right. say forever 21 really made 100 million thousand shirts yes. with the fleek, fleek, fleek. And you not not a penny, not a dime nothing but you know what y'all love when these black women speak in your classrooms you love when they come to school to entertain again, you love when they're the, in settings is not the ideal dark-skinned woman and look exactly at she provided the and other even, day i was in ajax and they have on fleet burgers or something like that or something but it was like some type of vernacular like pop culture vernacular i cannot re- i feel like it's, like it's white like owned it, like, I, it must be i feel like it's <laughs> burgers or something like 
No, no, don't like it. I know, so cringe, so cringe. I actually pray it's a non-black person because I'm like, if a black person did that, I'd be very disappointed in them. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's 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 so fascinating to me. But you know what? At the end of the day, you can only um, hate someone you once loved, right? Yeah, but it's also the way I look at it is like when you guys want to be honest, like you're not all of the crusading you do for the black community. You don't want to protect the people that you think you do because you mistreat them in everyday life. Like I have this conversation with people all the time and I'm like, stop saying BLM if you think when you come around me, because a lot of you guys think it's going to make me put my guard down and say, oh, I don't. Right. I don't feel safe around no. any of you. You motherfuckers smile in people's faces and you pussyfoot through issues. How about you, you tell your me? racist grandma BLM? Let's be straight. Go do that you came to, to you went to a <laughs> protest and you wanted a blue cookie, a ribbon, and a stamp of fucking honor. You put a For black media. You did a okay. That that's performative because a lot of people activism started and ended with that one little fucking black yeah. square. Wash and it's hand. like, yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, okay, activism for today. <laughs> feel safe again and this whole mm. well, what did they do the the the, the thing where they're like oh i'm tired of being an activist what did they call it oh oh my gosh um, you know what i'm talking activist about burnout ally burnout yeah I'm like, like burnout. I'm like how dare you watch your burnout <laughs> you're a burnout i'm burnt out exactly imagine what? us this is my experience I'm like what are you really doing you go to a one-two protest and post on social media and that's burnout for you but tell me about bombshell beauty that's your you know makeup line Give the girls a tea. You know, the Bombshell Beauty Bar, I started it. I actually came up with the name in 2017 when I was like working at a dispensary because I had like this like epiphany. I was working as a cashier and like doing like the, what do you call it? Reception. And I was like pretty much like making people accounts to like join a dispensary, blah, blah, blah. And that's before we got legalized. So I'm, I'm from the raid era, you know? So <laughs> wow, risky. <laughs> I used to come to work with a full face because. I love my hours. I love the job. And it's like, it was the first job I had where I was like, I'm so comfortable. Wow. So that job was very like good for me because it boosted my confidence to become a makeup artist because people thought I was a makeup artist and I wasn't. And it pretty much made me say like, let me do a career change. Like I, cause I'm not going to keep working these jobs. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense. But I pretty much one night, like towards like the end of my time working there, I was like, I have to like do something for my life. I want to do makeup. I would love to make that an avenue of income. And then I would love to be a business owner within makeup, like have my own makeup brand, whether it's like lashes or brows or like lip liner, whatever. Like I would love to do something. And then I took time with it while I was like in beauty school. And then when I was out doing my own thing and like my put my like face by Deja business up, which is like my makeup mm-hmm. artistry page for clients. And like eventually I was like, I would love to do lip gloss. And I only started doing lip gloss because because I have bigger lips, mm-hmm. lip gloss for me is a little bit of Same. a battle. <laughs> and you know, it, it goes quick. Big lip girls understand. Like, <laughs> I always that little white shit that you getting around. Oh, like honey. That's why the fe- I love Fenty because that white line pisses me off. So I need to get some of yours. Yeah, honey, because listen, I saw a viral video last year from another black woman and she basically she took the lip gloss and went, beauty supply lip gloss and just a bunch of white shit around your mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so it's not just me. This is a global issue. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's because the, the thickness of the gloss, the viscosity of it, it's like the layering of it, it's it's going to just be a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is there not a gloss that, you know, it doesn't do this? And if it does do this, it's to a tinier degree because I would love to eradicate this problem. And then more, <laughs> right. lip, gloss, like more lip gloss companies started coming out. Like when Fenty Beauty came out, truthfully, I think they have one of the most amazing lip gloss for my favorite because when you reapply it you take it off whatever it it sits so Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and it's not like the sheen doesn't become lackluster within minutes it takes time for it to water down they load the the little uh, applicator Mm -hmm. on that product for you You know Mm -hmm. so that stuff like that kind of inspired me to say let me make my own thing and then I created the bombshell beauty bar in like 2019 and I just had the page just let it sit there and I'm like I'm what the hell I'm gonna make and then I started watching just like lip gloss videos, entrepreneurship videos. I'm not going to lie. Black women are really taking up cosmetics right now. And I'm really proud of us because a lot of us are putting our best foot forward and we're making money and we're becoming successful and we're making six figures. And I love to see it. But yeah, I tried it out for myself. My first month of being out, we sold out and I was like, oh shit, like I could. And I didn't have a website. I was doing it all. Wow. All DMs. That's amazing. That's amazing. I can do this shit. 
And then, you know, I, I rebranded immediately after that because I'm like, okay, now I actually have to take it serious. It was like a test jump, you know? Right. I did my right. first like launch and I was like, I wonder if people will buy this shit. And then they did. And then I was like, okay, kind of believe in myself now. Let's, let's actually take it up a notch. And then, you know, we just put up a Shopify. Um, we're still rebranding in the sense that we have new products coming out. I'm right. not gonna list all of them but i know last week a wider variety of lip glosses very pigmented Mm -hmm. we don't got that white stuff going so you know good um and we are going to be doing lashes super soon too it's just i will be grabbing some because i'm a lash addict like honey i love me some like i don't have to wear 25 millimeters yeah i don't have to wear anything but i need my lashes like no i can have a better bitch bitch. like exactly exactly so yeah i'll definitely be copying the lip gloss and the lashes i'm going to be weighted on bated breath for the lashes (laughs) Mm -hmm. but thank you so much for joining me today deja can you let the audience know where to find you um, you can find me on multiple social settings, guys, because I am sociable, introverted, but sociable. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram at Deja, D-I-I-J-A, five H's. And I also have a beauty page for my clients. If you ever want to book with me after you see my makeup artistry, like Face by Deja on Instagram. And if you want to buy lip glosses from me, Mr. Pretty Black Business, um, thebombshellbeautybar.to. So, exactly. Yeah. Period. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye. You too.